Okay, I'm just gonna do the stuff that I don't like in post. I'm like forever not happy with this set, but A, I live in like a shoebox, kind of, not really, but it's a really small room. I don't have a full lightning set yet. I really have to deal with the lightning. Maybe there's like audio-only listeners. Actually, maybe you should listen to this podcast audio-only. <laughs> Go to my Spotify and listen to it there, because it's maybe a little bit more, yeah, easy on the eyes then. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome back to the Hugging Podcast, or like talking kind of series that I'm doing here. Today's topic is going to be language. Yes, I'm going right into it. Or maybe I should do like a quick self-introduction. Hey, I'm your host, I guess. Um, my name is Hannah. And today we're going to be talking about the topic of language. Um, as you all know from the previous podcast, I'm right now studying here in Japan. And I'm studying art. And I'm studying mostly in Japanese, but I'm also still studying Japanese. That was a lot of use for the word studying. So I like dare you to take a shot every time I say studying, I guess. Guess you're drunk by now. Great. <laughs> yeah, for me coming here, of course, learning a new language was also a big motivation. So I knew when I first like applied for this position, I guess, of being an exchange student here, I knew that I wouldn't be talking English the whole time. But I also knew that I would be going to Tokyo. And from the research that I've done or from the things that I've saw, like seen on the internet, I felt like people in Tokyo, you like must have like a good grasp of, grasp of English. You know, like I thought coming to Tokyo that people would speak English here. And that's one of the questions I want to talk about first is, do people in Japan or do people in Tokyo speak English? Now, as always a disclaimer, I obviously don't speak for everybody in Japan. I obviously don't speak for every single experience that any person might be having here. And I especially don't want to speak for the Japanese people themselves. Um, I just want to speak for my experience and how it has been or how I think it's like being here as a person who can speak like basic Japanese. Um, and also for the experiences which, I, which I've like heard from friends who can speak no Japanese. Now, when I first came to Tokyo, when I arrived at the airport, I was like, okay, surely the people at the airport or like at the train station wanting to go somewhere specific must speak like English. Yeah, they have to do with tourists every day, I guess. So English should be like maybe one of the big languages. And maybe that's one of the thing, like the English privilege, where you always think that people speak English. I feel like that's because I grew up in a Western culture because English isn't even my like first language as well. It's my second language. But I grew up in a field where it was always like, English is the travel language. Like, if you ever want to communicate outside of your home country, people are going to be speaking English probably, or they're going to help you out in English. So you need to learn English very well, and English is a very important language. But I feel like that's kind of like our Western privilege speaking here, because I've just now come to another culture, I've come to Asia, and I don't think English here is as much or as big a travel language as it is for us in the Western countries. So yes, for me, the experience is that people here don't speak English. And I don't even mean like, oh, they don't speak like, like they speak basic English, like a little bit English. No, they don't speak any English. It's a topic that I talk about a lot when I talk with people at home and they're like, how are you getting along? I'm always like, well, everything's going okay or great, but honestly, nobody speaks English here. Like communicating is kind of hard. And I really mean that, like, I haven't met a single person other than one of my professors and um, the person who made the contract here at home. And of course, other internationals, like those aside, I haven't met a single person here, like in a kind of service, like in the wards office or the police, like I had a whole police experience when you listen to the last podcast. I haven't met a single person in those positions or in a store that spoke English. And that was kind of shocking to me because still I am in Tokyo. Now I can think of two reasons for that. The first reason is that I am not in the very, very center of Tokyo, like Shinjuku um, or Shibuya. I think those places, maybe English might be a bit more of a spoken language because, because like more tourists tend to live in those areas or go to those areas, they're like more busy areas. But still I am in 
quite the center of Tokyo still, I would say, and I thought that people maybe speak English a little bit better, and I think people even have like a small grasp of understanding the English language as you like speak it small like slowly and also if you speak it in the Japanese English dialect if you know what I mean like Starbucksu or instead of coffee just say kohi or like Japaneseifying the English that you use sometimes can really help and that sounds like a, such a dumb thing but it really is true like sometimes that helps if you want to communicate but it doesn't help if you can't speak any Japanese. Like, before coming here, I would strongly advise anybody who wants to study here or do anything here to learn at least basic level Japanese. Now that might sound like I'm saying, oh, I am so far ahead, I can speak so well Japanese and I'm able to communicate either way. Like, you shouldn't come here because you can't speak Japanese. No, come here whenever you want, whatever you want, because A, it's still a great experience and people are still very nice, even though you can't communicate, people are still trying to reach out to you or help you if you like have anything you need help with. Um, for example, my experience is when I, like my Japanese just couldn't like carry me any longer. We would always use Google Translate or something. Like people are very up for that. Like they still want to communicate and help you. They just can't do it via speech, I guess. So of course, still come here if you want to. But if you come here as a student, you might have an easy experience, at least knowing the basics, knowing your way around, explaining what you need. There were instances in my university where I've already had to play like translator in some cases, even though my Japanese is so bad as well that I can only translate the stuff that I understand and it's not very much as well. And a lot of people I've met here, like foreigners or other students, really are kind of frustrated with this fact because it really means that you are kind of left to your own devices on how to get around. Like, there's nobody telling you what to do, there's nobody helping you in easier situations. Like, sometimes you just need to get through it yourself and that's kind of a challenge. But language-wise, it means that you need to adapt to the country that you're in. People really appreciate it if you can at least, like, do the basics in Japanese, I feel like. Now, Tokyo is of course a big city and I'm only speaking for the people that I've met so far, but I was kind of surprised being in another country for the first time when nobody spoke English. Because I've traveled before, um, and the places I've traveled before, people would always be able to speak at least basic English or I would be able to speak the home country language. Hi, editing me coming here as well, jumping in because I feel like um, in this podcast there are certain points where I run into a wall with I'm just trying to speak and not really thinking anymore and it makes no sense what I'm talking about. So I just wanted to reiterate here also my second point because I totally forgot to make the second point. My second point is that I actually think Japanese people can speak English and that they actually learn it in school as well. So I think a lot of people are actually very good at English but because the culture is such that if you're not good enough you shouldn't like try in a way you're kind of shy and held back and more yeah, you, you, they are just kind of like afraid, I guess, culturally to use the other language because they think they can't speak it well. So I think it's also a culture problem and not only like a language problem. Yeah, just wanted to throw that in as well, but I'm talking about that shortly later as well. So I don't think that Japanese people are like, oh, they don't learn English in school. Like English, of course, is also a very important subject here. I just think it's taught a little bit differently and the focus isn't so much on talking and communicating as it is on learning first. My background is that I was also in like a language focused high school so I learned a lot of languages even though I always feel like an imposter saying that because the thing is one of these languages or like my third language um, apart from like my first one mother tongue is of course like German then I learned English and my third language is Latin and 
I know that I learned this language for like six years, but I honestly don't even want to count it because I'm so bad, A, Latin, and B, it's a dead language. It's a language that's not even being spoken anymore. So I always feel like a fraud when I say, oh, I can speak many languages because like one of the languages that I learned the longest is basically a dead language. <laughs> Still, of course, Latin, if you know anything about it, it was the language that was spoken by the Rome, like in Rome, Back in the day, oh, it wasn't even spoken by the Romans. It was more like the language they used for writing the books and stuff. Look, not even they spoke Latin. Latin is so useless. Why did I choose Latin in school? I should have chosen French. I didn't. It's an eternal regret that I have. Um, and after Latin, I also studied Italian, which was, I guess, a good step up. Because if you know Latin, then Italian is like easy to learn. Like Most of the words are the same and the grammar points are also similar. So it's very easy, I guess, in any European like languages. If I were to learn Spanish now, it would be easier as well. Um, and maybe, I don't know if I want to learn Spanish actually. Um, in my school, we had the choice then to like study Italian or Spanish and I chose Italian and I don't regret it. And I don't see myself studying Spanish right now in my future, but only because I want to learn so many other languages first, I guess, because I think Spanish still is a very beautiful language as well. And obviously a very useful one. I mean, half of the world speaks Spanish. So yeah, where I'm going with this tangent basically is, that I know some things about studying a language. And I think studying a language is kind of an eternal task. <laughs> it's not something like a math problem where you just solve it and then you're done with it. Um, because it's something that you're forever going to carry with you because unless it is your mother tongue, it's always going to be, there's always going to be something that you find. Like even in my mother tongue, I sometimes learn words and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. I read the German language, you know? And so of course it's even going to be like that in other languages as well. Now, as you can see, I can speak English pretty well. I feel like English for me is my second mother tongue. Um, and I also do have like the C2 certificate. So that means I am at mother tongue English level, um, which I'm very proud of because I worked very hard for that. But at the same time, I feel like English for me was a given. <laughs> like because there's such a focus in Germany to also study English, you had a very good basic after school. And then, of course, I lived in Ireland for a year. And just ever since I've been young, I've watched like all the television shows that I can think of in like English. And I always said to myself, oh, I can speak English because I'm watching all these shows in English. But I honestly don't think that's the biggest reason. I think that might be a helper for like developing like an accent or a way to speak because you pick up certain phrases like that. Um, but I honestly don't think it's the reason that I can speak English. So I always think it's a bit like silly when people say, oh, just watch shows or something in the language and you're going to learn it. Because I've been watching anime as well since I've been little, but I haven't like learned great Japanese from that. I might have like it might have helped my listening comprehension, of course, or I picked up some words with it, but I don't know how to speak Japanese because of that. I've been thinking about that a lot because staying here, of course, I'm greatly motivated to learn Japanese. I obviously really want to communicate. I really want to learn the language. I think it's a beautiful language and just being surrounded by all this Japanese every day is like a challenge. I'm like so fired up to finally understand what's going on around me. Um, so I really, really do want to study the language. And I feel like even if I were to watch just only Japanese shows right now, that wouldn't be the first most important thing for me to do. I think studying a language, of course, there are different approaches. Um, and you have the approach in school where somebody is like a teacher and they're teaching you and that works fine for some people. It doesn't work as well for other people. I think it worked for me in a way in English and everything. Though actually I was quite crap at English until the eighth grade where we had another teacher who like retaught me the grammar, I guess. 
And from then on, I remember that English became a little bit more insightful because it made like click and I finally understood, okay, this is the way the language works. This is the way the grammar points work together. And that is the way I'm supposed to use it. And now it's kind of like a second skin where I don't even think about the grammar anymore because I'm just so in tune with the language. That's obviously the goal that you have with any language that you learn. You want to go to a point where it feels so natural to talk that you don't have to think about grammar points in your head. But you, of course, don't get to that point unless you study or you put in the hours beforehand, studying the vocabulary, studying the grammar and studying the sentence structure. These three are all important things. And I've been doing that in Japanese as well before coming here, of course. I studied like vocabulary, I studied grammar, I even had like a small Japanese class for a year. But I think the thing that I missed the most and that is now biting me in the ass in a way is that I didn't speak the language. And that's always a thing Like speaking is always the hardest hurdle for me in a language because I can on paper understand what someone is saying. I can understand what someone is saying when they're saying it directly to me. But then repeating or saying an answer in that said language is always the hardest thing at the beginning because I feel like your mouth can't even form the words correctly. And I think it's a mistake that, that I really oversaw and that, that just now I'm noticing the relevance of. Because I didn't really speak Japanese, I can't speak Japanese. Like, of course, that's obvious. Like, if you can't speak Japanese, you can't speak Japanese. But I mean, in a way, I can understand so much more than I can speak even because my word, like my mouth isn't attuned to forming the words and putting them together. And my brain isn't attuned to making the sentences actually and saying them, replying them. I think that's also why people always say the best language study environment is going to that other country because you'll have to speak the language and that's why I'm so internally glad like that nobody here speaks English because I have to now speak Japanese and it's really really scary I said to my housemate the other day she was like oh Hana-chan um would you want to come out with us or something and I was like sure but just no because she was like oh why don't you always like sit down with us or something and I was like honestly I'm quite shy because I can't reply well like I can't speak well And that makes me more shy because I feel under pressure in situations sometimes where I want to reply and I know, like, I understand what they ask, but I can't physically reply. And that makes me really stressed out. And I told her, like, I'm, I'm trying to get better at this, but I'm just very shy in a way because I feel embarrassed that I can't speak. And that's the thing also, I think people here in Japan obviously learn English, but they also don't use the English day to day. And then there's also the instance with Corona, with the borders being closed the last two years, they didn't have that many interactions with foreign people as maybe Tokyo used to have. So people really don't speak English and that's why they don't speak English. So I think a lot of people actually know how to read English or understand the basics of English, but they don't actually know how to speak it. And that's the same for me in Japanese. So what I've been doing recently is really just when I'm learning, speaking out loud, making the sentences and actually telling myself the same sentence over and over a hundred times. And I feel like if you're doing that in a language that you just learned, you're noticing, oh, I thought I could say this. Like sometimes writing a sentence and like, oh, I understand the sentence. I can read the sentence. And then I try to say the sentence and I can't because there is a difference in my brain connecting the understanding part to the speaking part. And it's really hard sometimes to formulate the words, even though if you know what they mean, even though you know the kanji for it, even though you know how to grammatically use it, you might not be able to say it. Um, yeah, that was a very elaborate topic on the topic of speaking another language. But I don't know, let me know in the comments if you feel like that as well for learning a language. Like most of the times you're like, oh, I understand that, but I can't speak it. Like speaking is 
the king of learning a language, I guess, but it's also the, the goal of everybody because, of course, yeah, reading is nice, I guess. Okay, understanding a TV show is also very nice, I guess, but I could have subtitles for that. What I really want is to be able to communicate with the locals here. What I really want is to be able to ask my own questions. What I really want is to be able to go to the board's office without Google Translate <laughs> and being able to deal with my shit. Um, that is the kind of language learning experience that I want to have. And I'm really, like, giving my best right now. Editing me again, I totally forgot another very important point of the podcast, which is the weekly or bi-weekly now snack time because I always want to try a different Japanese snack with you and today it's gonna be Azuki Azuki bar this is an like ice cream bar made of the red bean paste like red bean paste was also like last week's sweet I guess in a way um, but I'm just obsessed with that flavor and it's something that we don't have in Germany so that's why also, this might be a bit cheating because it's not the first time I'm trying this. I nearly ate the whole box already. Um, it's actually from 7-Eleven's own brand. And these things are so good. But to be a good food reviewer, food reviewer, food reviewer, of course, I have to try it with you. Again, sorry for the audio-only listeners. Um, we're gonna open this baby up quickly. Yeah, it looks like this. Very like unappetizing as an ice cream because you can clearly see that there are like beans in there but trust me on this the beans are glorious so <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. yeah like if we try it it's kind of sweet like the red bean paste flavor is clearly there the only thing that's maybe a bit weird is that it does taste a bit sandy so if we give it like a hugging rating because i always do hugging ratings mm. hmm I would give it like maybe uh, 6.5 or a 7. Let's do 7. 7 out of 10. So I don't think this is the best thing ever, but it's pretty good and I would get it again. <laughs> but yeah, again, I think that's because I'm biased towards the red bean flavor. Mm -hmm. But yeah, back with the episode. Sometimes I wonder like how long does it take until I get fluent enough in Japanese, until I get to a level where I feel comfortable um, until I get to a level where I can actually hold small conversations and sometimes in school it was always like okay now you reach B1 level now you reach B2 level now you took this test and now you are C1 level or something like that you know you're always trying to categorize yourself in levels um, and you're thinking levels as well like I think I want to get to N3 level Japanese until I leave this country that is my goal I think it's a reasonable goal in a way six months but I'm already like between n5 and four right now so maybe it should be possible if I study hard enough but also in a way thinking in these levels isn't going to actually help me like I have to put in the hours and that's also a thing putting in the hours of course I have language lessons two times a week that's like a mandatory thing from a university that you have to do when you come here as an exchange student which I think is actually a good thing because if you ever go to another country where you don't speak the language fluently of course as an exchange student you need to go to the language classes, like, at least show some respect for the culture and the language over there, even though you might not, like, learning languages might not be a thing, I think it's still respectful to at least learn how to introduce yourself with the basics in that language, or say at least please and thank you, you know. Everywhere I go, I always try to learn please and thank you in the language, um, and I don't know if that's just me, but in any country that I've been to where I haven't spoken the language, I've always felt so out of place because I felt like, oh, I'm not doing enough to show my appreciation for the ability of being able to go here. But at the same time, I can't even speak to you like in your simple native language. 
that's why most of the times when I travel I either go to countries where I know the language or where I'm learning it so um, I can say I'm putting in the effort to show you that I appreciate the ability of being to, able to go to your country like that's not always a given you know I'm not trying to be the white girl traveling oh yeah just living my best life um, like there's people really that have been living in that country their whole life and they have yeah, so much culture and knowledge with them. And I want to be able to take a part of that with me as well. Language, in a way, of course, is also a pathway to culture and connection. If you know certain, like, cultural words in a language, you are able to much more understand the culture itself or the country that you're in. Like, just a very basic example in Japanese, like, of course, you have all these different kind of yokai or, like, the different mystic creatures that they have here in Japan or different stories for these. If I wouldn't be able to understand the word yokai in a kind of translated meaning, I wouldn't be able to understand what that was about in a way, you know? So, of course, for certain foods, of course, they have certain names. If you learn the characters for that, you are much more able to understand what you're actually doing, what you're eating, what is being presented before you. Because sometimes translations fail to mitigate the small hints of culture or life that are actually in a word. That's why I sometimes feel like Whenever I speak another language, I become another person in a way. Like when I speak German, I feel like I'm a little bit different than when I speak English. And when I speak Japanese, I'm a little bit different again. Um, and I don't speak Latin, so I'm never going to be different. I'm just going to be dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, in a way, that's just, I feel like that's uh, how it is. I don't know if you also noticed that. But because I speak in a different way, I guess, or I use different forms of expression because every language of course also has their own rules like in Japanese for example like verb forms are much more like a very very different from the way that we make verb forms in Germany with all our past tense past future tense blah 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 you know here we've got much more the particle issue or the who said what issue or you need to read it out of the context issue um and if you speak in such a different grammatical way, of course, you might change parts of your personality as well because you're just trying to express yourself in a different way in another like language. Because you're trying to express yourself in that different way, it's coming across differently as well. I feel like I'm not making any sense here. It's just these are all things that I've been thinking about a lot because the topic of language is just so much on the forefront of my mind and I feel kind of like not even like a little bit sick because I always talk about it. I always talk about it when I'm like Skyping with friends or family. Like it's always my biggest point here, but it's also the point that I'm struggling with the most, of course, being in another country, not speaking the language. Like culture, of course, is also a big thing that you need to learn. But for me, the language is the biggest struggle, to be honest, because language is the gateway to culture, like I just said. Do I come full circle or do I not make any sense? Okay, please tell me in the comments. I don't, I really don't know if I make any sense. Just to finish up this chapter on language as well, I quickly want to talk about kanji, of course, because I think learning a language with a whole different writing system is always a whole new challenge as well. I remember once I learned the Korean writing system, like the Hangul, and that was easy. <laughs> I'm saying easy because it's easy compared to learning a language like Chinese or Japanese where you've got 2,000 or more characters to memorize to be able to say you're fluent in that country. I sometimes wonder like if there are more people who can't read here in Japan than because we sometimes here in Germany there's like this problem with older people never having learned how to read and then they can't communicate uh, like they can't read of course and that's a problem because some information or like most information in our society still is being transferred by written um, context like on posters or books or whatever it might be or even if you go like you have to sign somewhere or something 
like reading obviously is an important skill and I sometimes wonder because you have like it's so much harder to read a language like Japanese if it's like there are small people who can't read or something I don't know anyway kanji do I find them difficult mm, I guess yes but also no because kanji for me are like a math problem again like you have a right way to do it a right way to learn it to say it and it's just memorization at that point it definitely comes down to how well are you able to memorize different characters for me i would say i'm not great at like memorization i feel like there are people who are definitely way better than that but i'm also not like very bad at being able to just memorize stuff that i see if i build myself some gateways like there's always these like pictograms or if you try to see the kanji not as like that kanji that you have to learn but see it in a whole context it makes it a lot easier and it's definitely not the hardest thing about learning Japanese though it is also I see it kind of apart from the speaking thing because the speaking thing is a direct like correlation like if I learn a sentence I can use that sentence if I learn a word I can understand that word if I learn a kanji I might read that specific kanji but I need so much more kanji to be able to even read a poster in context you know so it's kind of like a thing that I'm doing apart from everything else and not my focus as well. Because of course I want to be able to read Japanese, but speaking is more of my focus. And reading is just a thing that I hope comes along with that as the more I study the vocabulary. Because there's never been an instance where I've seen something written in Japanese and I've been like, oh, I understand that. It's always like, oh, I know that kanji. Uh, dot, 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 because the rest is still out of my understanding so in that way yeah kanji are kind of outside of everything in a way so i guess that's it with my thoughts on language for this episode i just wanted to make one because i've been thinking about language a lot and i've been studying a lot and yeah i think language is a very interesting topic there was a point in time where i actually wanted to study linguistics because i just think it's so interesting not only just language wise but also psychology wise like i talked about shortly how i think i become a different like person when i speak another language in a way, language also transports so much more meaning. Like in Japan, how you have like these uh, certain kinds of, how, how do you say, honorific speech or like casual speech, you know. Um, of course, you have that also in Germany. We also have like the honorific speech, but that basically boils down to using different pronouns for the person you're speaking to and not changing the whole way you speak like you do here in Japan. Like there's a whole verb form for just being polite and a whole another verb form for being super polite, you know. So it's a whole different way of approaching, connecting with another person because you're already going in, like establishing yourself with the higher or the lower person or just being casual and being friends and talking the normal way. And that makes it really hard because I only studied like formal language, I guess, but I'm really bad then at speaking like casual stuff. So should I be learning casual first? Because I hope to make friends more than I hope to speak to my teachers. But then again, speaking to my teachers is probably better if I can do that in like a formal way. You know how I'm thinking, like, how do you approach a language like that? It's so, so different than what I'm used to. So I guess I'm trying to balance it out in like a semi-formal way. Like when you start with Japanese, most people will say to you learn the masu desu form first. Like that's the formal speech, not the super formal speech, but also not super casual, you know. So I guess I hope my friends won't mind that I am very formal with them or something. Anyway, thank you so much for listening in as well today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and um, I don't know what I'm going to talk about next time. I had this thing where I wanted to make this podcast weekly. I realized very quickly that's not going to be possible because A, I'm just super busy and I also want B, to make other videos as well. And it just clashes because these take some time as well, of course, to make and edit. So that's why I'm going to bi-weekly now. 
bi-weekly on Thursdays you can see me here talking shit <laughs> about some kind of topic that I have no idea about um, but isn't that everybody like yeah we're all in here trying to figure ourselves out I guess so today was very specific because it was about language but next week maybe we're talking shit about something else a little bit lighter yeah I want to talk about shit maybe <laughs> now I've said shit so many times that it's, it's probably FSK 18 I don't know <laughs> no 18 is too high okay I'm sorry I'm not making any sense anymore I also need to go to university now I'm I'm recording this just in the morning um so I have to rush actually now to the train station but have a nice day have a nice night wherever you are um I hope you enjoyed it again and bye me back on my channel. Mm -hmm.